Two words to describe Haley Scully are fun and frank. I believe everyone needs a fun friend in their life and Haley and I have so much fun together. The fun side of me definitely comes out when I'm with her and I'm so thankful for that. And then she's frank on top of that. Gracefully frank is a term that she's coined and you'll learn more about that later. Haley is frank and because of that, it's really lended to us having such rich, deep conversations that bring our relationship to a whole new level. You're gonna love our conversation. Here we go. Haley Scully, you are here. I'm so glad that you've joined us on the show. Thank you for agreeing to this. Absolutely. We have so much to talk about. Right. I don't know where to start. <laughs> so I'm glad you're here. <laughs> good, me too. That's that's part of our friendship. Like there is so much to talk about. I think that's a good thing. It's a yeah. good sign. <laughs> so I want to just start right out from the top. Mm -hmm. I love this question. If you had to write a title for the story of your life, uh -huh. what would it be? Well, I, I think that that would have to be like, when I self-published my book, I named it and I had to think a long time, like, what am I going to name that? Thank you. I was hoping like <laughs> early product placement, I think is, is good. Um, but yeah, I named it Land and Sky, uh, yeah. kind of the contrast of what I wanted in land and how my story keeps kind of lifting up to that intangible sky. So yeah. um, Land and Sky, it would be, I think it'd be weird to name my book one thing and then maybe if right. there was something else about me to name it something different. So Land and Sky, final yeah. answer. Yeah. Um, I remember when you gave me this book for the first time, you mm -hmm. were like, um, I need to give you this book if we're going to work together. <laughs> Is that how I always was? No, it wasn't at all like that. <laughs> I just thought it was so weird. I'm like, why do you need to give me your book in order for us to work together? Yeah. And then what I... Tell, tell me why you did that, because I think it's important to understand okay, that. Yeah, because, I mean, you we met through work, and right. so you started asking me to be a part of some of the things that you're doing uh, ministry-wise and work-wise, yeah. and I thought, I really want her to know my story, because I didn't I didn't want you to just be inviting me because of who I was affiliated with, right. but like, this is who I really am, so right. is that who you wanted to be working with? So I felt like this yeah. was my full transparency and being open and honest. Well, and then I start reading it, and I'm like, wow, this girl and I, we are going to be best friends. And I told you that, and you're like, okay. <laughs> well, that's way better than you thinking, okay, I never want to talk to her again. She's a weirdo. And so. then the other thing is I'm like, well, where are all the skeletons in the closet? I thought she needed to like forewarn me about the things of her past. And yeah. So. Well, I didn't write all of the, the <laughs> this, is, this was a turning point is where this book starts. So there are skeletons, but like I've said, like, they're actually not skeletons yet. Not all the bodies are dead. So yeah. I need to not write that story or that We'll book. save some of those for a different yeah. show. Yeah, a later time. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I want to come back to work, but mm -hmm. uh, work projects that we've been doing together. But yeah. the first thing I really want to talk about is identity, anger, and fear. Those are the three things that we're doing the classes on. We'll come back to that. But identity and fear have kind of been your, you know, two hot topics yeah. that you've really struggled with in yeah. your life. Mm -hmm. And so we always wanna help people, hey, here's a struggle, and yeah. how can we live in victory despite the struggle? That's what this show is really ultimately for. I want people to know, no matter what the struggle is, you can overcome whatever it is and yeah. live in victory. Yeah, And that's what you've done. And I'm so um, 
thankful for that, to see that transformation in you. So tell me a little bit about your backstory of like identity struggles in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, yeah, I love getting to share about this. I love getting to encourage people in their identity. Um, It's, I honestly, I wish there could have been a different story, Uh you know, like you never want to like set out and have the story. Sometimes the story that you've had, you know, you think I would, I wanted this to be different. Right. I think that's part of my story. I had this thought of what I would grow up and be and, and what the expectations were of who I was and who I would become. And a big piece of that for me, you know, you think you're going to grow up and get married and have kids and work a job and, you know, the experiences that I had with my parents and with my family and what that looked like. I mean, I joke like everybody in my family nearly married their high school sweethearts. Wow. My parents, my brother, like uh, cousins, everybody married the the person that they met in high school. And so you just kind of think that's your story. Um, So when you grow up and don't become who you thought you were going to become, you start to think about, well, wait a minute, like something's broken, something's not right. And um, I think one of the valuable things in my story with the Lord and I wouldn't have thought this was valuable, but he hasn't changed my whole story, but he's changed my perception of it. Yeah. You know, he's changed what I believe about him and about who he's created me to be. Mm-hmm. So it kind of would have been easy for him to say, okay, Haley, here's your husband, here's your kids, here's all the things, and then make me feel good because he gave me the identity that I had been asking for. Yeah. But even as I surrendered to full-time serve him in ministry, his answer to me wasn't to give me all the things that I had been asking him to give me. His answer was to show me myself through his eyes and to show me the life that he had planned for me. And, you know, that doesn't mean that marriage would never be a part of that. It at, at 45 years old, it probably does mean that bearing children will never be a part of that. So there are some things that begin to pass by. Um, there's still a lot of hope for the life that he's given me. So being able to share that, because there are a lot of people who are never going to become who they thought they were supposed to be. And if that is the case, and if God created them for a purpose, and if God is delighted in them, then what does that say about who they're looking to, to Mm -hmm. affirm their identity? So I am very thankful for the story. Like I said, it's sometimes, you know, you kind of, like a lot of people, you wish that maybe things had been different in different times and different aspects. But at this point, I'm so grateful to have gotten here. And I'm grateful that it isn't all wrapped up with a bow and happily ever after, even at this point, so that I feel like I can give him the glory and not give the glory to his answer. His answer isn't necessarily what I always want, but he is. And so I'm really thankful for that. A lot of different things can create identity crisis. In our class on identity, we can guide you to fully embrace your true identity in Jesus. Our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these and offer not only hope, but the practical steps you need to move forward. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed 
by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. Right at the beginning of when you were talking, you made the comment. You said, my expectation of what I thought life was going to be like is not what my life turned out to be. Yeah. And I would say for most people who are, um, you know, in their, we're, we're both in our 40s. So mm-hmm. people that are our age, they can look back on their life and say, well, that wasn't what I expected my life to turn out yeah. like. You know, when you're young, you think of certain things and then it just doesn't turn out the way. And it could be, it could be different. It could be better. It could be worse. But yeah. it's not our plan. It's right. God's plan. Right. And I think that as I hear your hopefulness, because really, you know, you have struggled with being single. Mm-hmm. The singleness has been the struggle. Mm-hmm. And yet what you're doing in your life is so full. There's so much hope yeah. in what it is that you're doing. Um, I know one of the things that you talk a lot about in your book is your world travels. Uh-huh. So tell me, like, what lended to your world travels? Where did that start from? Um, well, it probably started when I very first told the Lord to never send me anywhere. Oh. Uh-huh. So, never. Uh, never. Never. I never want to go. I was so scared. So I, I grew up in Oklahoma. I want to say that as early oh, yeah. in the show as okay, possible. Okay, let's just get this out. Mm-hmm. Let everybody know for sure you're I from Oklahoma. I am from Oklahoma. Haley Scully's from Oklahoma. I'm from Oklahoma. <laughs> it's where I'm from. <laughs> it is important to me. I don't know why, but, you know, I've is. said, like, I mean, we've gone through a lot as a state. I know other places where, but I've said, like, we've really gone through the fire as a state, and it bonds us, you know? Uh, So, yeah, I'm Oklahoman. Okay. Oklahoma strong. You you may proceed with your your story now that we know. So imagine (laughs) uh, I was at Falls Creek. It's a big church camp in Oklahoma. And so you go, you sweat. It's amazing. You get close to the Lord. It was an incredible time. People that have been to church camp and they're used, you know, kind of can understand that. I felt the call. I knew that the Lord was calling me to serve him. I didn't know what that necessarily meant. I I knew that meant that I wasn't probably going to be like the next Amy Grant or whatever. You know, I don't quite have those pipes um, and that talent. I knew that... um, um, he, I, I didn't feel like he was calling me to be a preacher, and I and I didn't feel like he was, you know, calling me to sing. So the other option was missionary, um, and I was scared to death that he would ask me to go somewhere. So literally, when I went forward at church camp, I went forward to be a pastor's wife. I share this a little bit in the book. I was like, I thought that was the only thing I actually could be. You know, I will serve him. I will be poor and I will serve him and I will do the work of a pastor's wife because I will never be a missionary. I'm never going to go anywhere. It scared me to death to think about going to Africa or Mexico. So where it began, I think sometimes it's not that God is like, oh, we're going to exactly do that. But it's like, I feel like God knows somewhere in our heart that our true goal, when I went forward, he knew that I wanted to serve Him and glorify Him. And one of the best ways that we can serve and glorify Him is getting beyond our own reach, you know? So uh, that is beyond my reach. And uh, even when when I was 31, I left my first life and went to seminary and started over. And that's when I started my counseling. How did that happen? um, Education. Well, it... um, 
I had tried to control my own show for so long. Mm -hmm. And so mid to late 20s, I began having major uh, panic attacks. I'd gone far from the Lord. Um, you know, I was not in relationship with him. I was not in church. I was just frustrated and working and uh, working 15 hours a day, you know, for a company, really giving my life to the organization that I was serving. Yeah. But I had surrendered to serve him, yeah. not an organization. Wow. And so he kicked up the dust in that. And the way that he did that was to kind of, I was pushing him away and he allowed me to for a minute. And I think in that time frame, the panic attack started, the um, desperation that led me back to him. So long story short in that, leading back to him was getting back into his word. I joined a women's Bible study and I was like, you need to prove yourself. Yeah, super mouthy, uh, super sass mouth to the Lord. And he was still so gracious to me and he did. He he helped me return to my first love in him because I think he knew my heart well, when I first surrendered to him. And because you had kind of put your identity, since we're talking about identity, you uh -huh. put your identity into building that career. That was yeah. what you were I need doing. to grow up and be a success. You know, I bought a home, I drove a Lexus, like all the things that I yeah. thought, and none of that was fulfilling me. And none of that was giving me the husband and the children and the family and the life that I wanted. It was giving me some of the uh, significance I was trying yeah. to find. But um, yeah, Outside I was like, this Christ. isn't enough. Right. You know, you need to do more. Wow. Um, so the, when the, the anxiety and the pressure of that led me back to him. And then he was kind of like, are you ready to go all in or not? Wow. And eventually I was. So mm -hmm. um, in seminary, I just, I went into counseling and through the course so of- So go back. You, mm -hmm. you quit your career. Yeah. Got rid of the house. You got rid of the sold Lexus. My house, God sold told the car, you. Got a Suzuki. Okay, yeah, good. Girl. So Suzuki driving back to college girl at 31. Mad. Because he pulled you back to him yeah. to go to seminary. Yeah. Because that was going to be your identity. Not career woman, not right. wife, not mother. I mean, at this point, yeah. that's where you were. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a big shift, and he, but he wow. made it so clear. And I was like, I don't like this, but it's, I'm in, you know? And especially because of the desperation of being, not feeling well with the anxiety. And, you know, I, I was like, I want to go in the direction of peace. Yeah. And all the things that I've been trying to have peace in, it's not. And you are. And this looks crazy, mm -hmm. but I feel, I know that this is you. That's like, so I know your beautiful. voice. Ah, it was it was uh, chaotic and stressful and and hurtful. I did that's yeah. not the life I wanted, but he just made it so clear that I couldn't I couldn't yeah. resist it. You know that ir irresistible grace in him. I couldn't resist it from him. So, um, through the course of all of that, started trying to. I got my master's degree. I went through seminary and um, started working with the counseling ministry that I'm working with now. And thought that I would get my licensure, and then. Uh, got an invite uh, to do some training internationally with some of our partners where our languages are, uh, or our resources are translated. And I thought I would go on a once in a lifetime trip to India. And then that kicked off in, since 2011, um, I've been to 35 countries and done training wow. in many different languages. So it's literally wow. everything that, you know, I think back to that moment where I walked down to church camp and what I thought life would look like. like right. I will, 
it's I literally live an opposite life of that for his glory. So that's the the contentment that I have in the identity that he is revealing in me that it's him. This is and that's it's so clear to everybody else that that's not my strengths. This is exactly not who yeah. I am. But he has a different plan that's for right. you than what you had for yourself. Yeah. And the thing that one of the things that you were most fearful of was flying, yes. traveling, being and away from yeah. home. You wanted to be where you wanted to be with your family, not right. halfway around the world in 35 different countries. No, yeah, that's it. I mean, my biggest panic attacks were on planes. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't fly. I was at the doctor trying to get medication, right. and um, so that's what I'm saying. Like his redemption is so traumatic in my life and yeah. so um you know it's just undeniable so like right where i am even being wow. right here with you i wouldn't I be here if he didn't bring me here so that's the confidence that i have and even having this conversation that's what i love about thinking if this hadn't happened if mm -hmm. the struggle in the past hadn't happened i would not be where i am today yeah exactly and it's like, God has a plan of where you are going and we just have to trust him. We have to have faith in him yeah. that where he's taking us is better than anything we could ever imagine. And it is so uncomfortable. Totally. Like I was so aggravated and there were so many times <laughs> that I was so mad, yeah. you know, and like, why are you doing? And it just, it like you're saying, it gets right. to that point where it's just, am I, is it a yes or is it a no? You know, am I going to trust him? Is it going to be okay when he doesn't answer all my questions? Because I believe he is God Yeah. and I want my life to be about him and I want to follow him and I'm not always going to do that great and sometimes I'm going to super fail at it but it's a yes and the more times that we do that the more we have experience of him being faithful and then it gets easier I know and then it's just like I don't even want to make a decision I just want you to do it. just show me the next thing because I'm in totally I'm in. Yeah. okay so as you're saying all these things, I'm like, okay, I want to know gracefully, Frank, because just how you say that, it's like you're just open, so um, you're Frank. Like, yeah. tell tell me why gracefully, Frank, because I love that term. I think it's beautiful. Well, um, I've never had a problem being Frank. Like, even as a child, the thing that got me the most in trouble was backtalk. Like, I don't understand this. I would, you know, like, so being Frank uh, has kind of been a joke. I'm never... Um, I, I, confrontation or conflict doesn't really bother me. I would so much rather have the conversation right. and clear things up. Totally. And so that's part of that frankness. But frank left in my own devices and in my flesh is can be rude and can be too sharp and can be um, bossy, even though I will deny that I'm bossy. I saw something <laughs> recently that said, I'm not bossy, I'm just aggressively helpful. I think I'm aggressively helpful. It's fine. Um, so I knew I was frank and always kind of wore that like a badge a little bit, but also not just like a badge, sometimes it was a knife. Yeah. And I needed to allow the Lord to refine that. And so when I started doing a little writing as I was in seminary, you know, I thought, okay, I want to be frank, but I want to be much more gracious, Lord. I want to be frank for His purposes, not for my own desires. Yeah. So I want to be gracious. I want to be, you know, graceful in that. And then so it came around to be, I want to be gracefully frank. And I don't want to so ever good. lose the truth piece, but I do want to be better at it. And honestly, I'm still learning at that. I mean, there are recent 
recent failures in my life where I was more frank and a little bit less gracefully. Um, so it's also a reminder to me, you know, yeah. that I don't want to be, it's not about Haley's show and how we run it. It is about him. And if I'm not graceful in that, then it's a waste of time. It's good. Yeah. I love how openly Haley is sharing about her identity struggles. I mean, there's so many times throughout her life where she's had to figure out where is her true identity. We see people looking for who they are all the time. And as Christians, our identity is found in our maker. Ultimately, we are sons and daughters of God. For people who don't yet have a relationship with Jesus, though, they search for this identity. They look for this thing that they're searching for, but it's not within reach of finding. It's like grasping at the wind, and sometimes it feels as though maybe they've caught it, but only with this glimpse of a disillusioned idea of what is true about ourselves. So when we build our idea off of who we think we are instead of the real truth of whose we are, we build our lives on shaky ground. So for me, I married and became a young mother by age 19. And I went from being a child myself to being a mother. And so I found myself identifying with being a wife and a mother instead of being a daughter of God. So whenever things didn't grow, go right, whenever my life was shaky, I just couldn't make sense of what was going on in my life. I was disillusioned into thinking that if anything was wrong with my role as a wife and a mother, then everything in my life was shaky. It was confusing if motherhood and being a wife didn't flow easily, then I didn't know what to do with my, the rest of my life. So here's what I had to come to realize. Our life is built on building blocks. So the foundational block of our entire life is you and God, or for me and God, that foundational block, that is what your life is built on. If you try to build your foundational block off of being a wife or being a mom or having a career, that foundation is very shaky. The world teaches us we're successful. Our identity can be found in those things, but that's disillusionment. It is disillusioned to think that that's what your life is going to be. The solid foundation is you and God. And then marriage can be built off of that. Being a wife can be built off of that. Being a career person can be built off of that. Being a daughter, being a friend, anything can be built off of that. But I want you to know, this is the solid foundation we can rest on. I really wanna talk about some of the things that we're doing together, just to kind of give our listeners some idea of other things that they can find us doing together. We have three classes that so far that we're doing together here at Women of Faith. We have identity, and they're gonna hear so much more about your story in that, and really helping people understand how do they find their true identity right. through that class. It's about equipping. It's not just about, we're gonna share a story. It's about how do they yes. accomplish that for themselves. Yeah. Um, and then fear and anger. Right. Um, I think fear is one of, like we've said earlier, one of those hot topics for you yeah. that you've really overcome. So I'm excited for people to hear about yeah. both of those, all three of those classes. Yeah, me too. I'm uh, still tempted by it. It just doesn't run my life anymore. Yeah. Like I, it doesn't, it, 
never wholly goes away, but oh, yeah. um, it doesn't it doesn't make the decisions anymore. Yeah. That's great. Great point. Yeah. Okay, and then the other thing I want to talk about for our listeners is mm -hmm. ICCI, yes. which is International Christian Coaching Institute. Right. Um, here at Women of Faith, we um, are able to offer that to people. So ICCI is one of the organizations you're involved with. Mm -hmm. You are one of the leaders of that organization. Mm -hmm. And so we're launching that and sharing with people how to become life coaches. Can you just help our listeners understand what a Christian life coach, like what does that mean? Yeah. And why would somebody want to be one? Um, yes, I love explaining that. I love talking about what you're we're so doing. good at it. Well, now I'm going to, now I'm going to blow it. <laughs> it's so good. So now I've got some, we'll, we'll decide at the end if I'm, if I'm good at it or not. Oh girl. Um, but it is, so life coaching is just exploding. There's so many people, you know, even influencers, there's, we hear that term. We, everybody is telling everybody how yeah. they need to be doing something, you know, by, I'm bad about that too. Well, like I'll get a new blender that I think is the very best thing. And I'm like, everybody have this, but I got you one for your birthday. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to make sure yeah. and tell everybody that you gave me this blender. I'll like have to put it on my highlight reel or something on Instagram so that people know to go get it because I, I get amazing. excited. I mean, I want to know when there's things, but, but we have everybody telling us this is the way, this is what you need to be doing. But a lot of times those are motivated by not necessarily the right thing. So one, you know, if I were getting a kickback on blender sales, you know, then, then everybody needs to take with a little bit of grain of salt that I'm making money off every time I tell you to do this. Yeah. Um, so with ICCI, I mean, to wrap back around to yeah. that, with, with ICCI, we have had an incredible men and women of God with integrity and years of experience who have been growing this Christian life coaching perspective that we don't want to just speak into a life, but as believers, we want to speak into the life through scripture as, as followers of Christ. How do we coach a life without coaching a life in accordance with what their creator right. uh, created them to be? So with ICCI, we're trying to pull together, you know, life coaching is such an expanding field that there are new life coach groups on a lot of different corners. Yeah. But what we've tried to do is really pull together years of experience, years of integrity, years of um, actually doing this in practice and bringing that into a network and into a membership that people can come to so that it's like, okay, this is, this is a benchmark. This is the place to be, to be equipped, to have a credibility and a credentialing so that when people do get equipped to become a life coach, they are using years of experience and technique yeah. to honestly and with integrity begin life coaching from a biblical perspective. Yeah. So we are really excited about it. I hope that at the end of this, we're like, she kind of explained that well, and it yeah. doesn't go to the cutting room floor. <laughs> I get passionate about it, and then all my words come out, and my tongue gets a little bit tied. That was good. And we're both training with yes. ICCI. I mm -hmm. love that um, I've been asked to train women yes. how to be women's Christian life coaches, and you've been a part of that as well. So it's been such a, so fun to find all these different things to work with you. Yes. I mean, it does feel like 
the timing right now is so good, you know, with the coaching series that you're doing, because uh, we can be life coaches, but many of us are specifically working in the lives of women. Right. So specifically get trained to work in the lives of women. And I think one of the great things about your teaching, though, it it could be applied to anybody. You know, it, it doesn't have to have a pink bow on it or, right. you know, some other indicator that that it is a women's coaching. But certainly so many people are specifically in that niche of what they're doing. Right. Um, and so it's good to have that perspective, but it would be incredible. Your teaching would be incredible no matter what the, the gender may be. Yeah. Um, and so we have that. And then with the Women of Faith show and with the training that you're doing in Women of Faith, this just feels like a time that the Lord is peeling back some of the curtain right. and really equipping us to step out. We're not just, and I think this from you too, we're not just out there um, telling people what to do. We're yeah. practically helping people. How do you trust the Lord with yeah. that? How do you lay that at the foot of the cross? How do you follow Christ in your everyday life, at the office, in the house, um, I think the practicality of yeah. that is something that I'm really excited about through our work. That's great. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. Oh no. <laughs> Whatever the look on your face right there. Girl, what is one of the most difficult things in your life right now? That's really the question. Are we rolling right now? We are rolling. Okay. Um, I told you I had to ask you this question. I know. You're my fun friend. We have to talk about this. Oh, I'm the fun friend. Fun friend. Mm-hmm. Which puts you're a lot so of much pressure more because you're what if so I'm much not? More than that yeah, but what me. if this answer is totally not fun? Well, I'm going to tell you what your funny answer is. Okay, because I I literally right now don't there's remember what always we said. a radio in your head. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Like I constantly have a song in my head, and sometimes in meetings, whatever, it just comes out. I used to think that like I saw on show one time like people in their fillings and they're getting a radio station or whatever. Not true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> you do this. And then you start singing. Then, <laughs> yeah, not like I'm hearing the microphone, but like I'm hearing the radio broadcast. Um, I'm really proud that I just shared that. That makes me really excited <laughs> that that would be out there. But yeah, there's always a song, always a song going on in there. And you've probably already shared at least five today with me. Yeah. Yeah, I like a lot. Yeah. I and they have singing. nothing to do with what's going on. Not really, not all the time. So, I mean, that's sometimes what, somebody might say a word, though, that will trigger a song. Y yes. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. I don't know. People might be looking up in the DSM right now, like, yeah. if that's a thing, but that's why I, love I enjoy singing. Okay, here's another question. Okay. What was the coolest thing you've ever done while traveling? Um... So on my 42nd birthday, I was on a river cruise floating down the Nile River in Egypt. That was a super That's highlight. Cool. I kind of, all my birthdays are probably going to be downhill from there because that was pretty uh, awesome. Yeah. But yeah, okay. that was one of the highlights for sure. What was the scariest thing that's ever happened to you on travel time? Um, I don't know if this was 
scary, but I certainly, it was one of the most vulnerable moments. I was in Zambia. I had a, like my flight was like at 1 a.m. And I got into a taxi. Uh, it had to have been later than 1 a.m. because it was about midnight when I got into the taxi. I got into a taxi at the hotel with a taxi driver that I didn't know. Yeah. And it was pitch black, so I didn't see any landmarks. I couldn't tell one way or the other if we were actually headed towards the airport. Uh, and that moment, like, fear really built yeah. up. And um, that was one of the moments where I was like, okay, Lord, I have no one but you. Oh. You are, this guy could take me anywhere at this point. So um, always, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that, that one. What was the best surprise you've had while traveling? Um, a, a funny surprise. Sure. Um, one time I was, I was in between two countries that we were doing training in. So I had four days and it cost about $70 to fly to Italy. So I made plans. My boss was like, you have got to take advantage of this time and take a minute of break, take, catch your breath before you go to the next hard place. So I booked with somebody to do a little three day touristy tourist and, you know, in Italy. And when I got to my hotel room, they had upgraded me to the honeymoon suite, which I, it was a little cabin on the rooftop of the hotel and wow. I had it all to myself for three days. And um, so I thought it was kind of ironic. I was like, I've just been punked by Italy. Like here I am by myself <laughs> and I get the honeymoon cabin. Uh, but it was so sweet. It was incredible. The views and the moments. And um, that was one of, that was su a super sweet surprise that I enjoyed. But then it also was like, they put me up here so somebody can kidnap me. Because I've watched way too much Dateline. <laughs> like I can't keep, so I Girl. Did, like I always like put the dresser in front of the door at night. But other than that, I thought it was awesome. I know, fear. Fear's one of the things. Well, that is security too. Come yeah, on, I mean, just being smart. That I is felt. being secure, right? I mean, when you're just had to by think yourself. about it. Okay, yeah. favorite country? Oh gosh, I mean, a lot of them are amazing. I Ireland, though, like I'm Irish, and I like. Oh, yes, I you're mean, from Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and you're Irish. Irish. We yeah, know. I've got Haley. a whole thing. I've got a whole thing. <laughs> being in Ireland, I said it this way: so many places I go, and I've left a little bit of my heart yeah. in Ireland my heart was already there. Like I found a bit of my heart there. So it was, um, yeah, I love Ireland. Two questions left. Okay. So when people finish watching this show, I want them to take this truth bomb away. Like Haley Scully said this, it's like a 30 second truth bomb. What do you got? Um, you know, I would hope that a truth bomb that I could speak and that hopefully my life actually represents is that God is real. Mm -hmm. He is with us yeah. through the Holy Spirit. He has redeemed us through Jesus and that he has a plan for our lives. Mm -hmm. I think so many times people are like, God doesn't really care if you do this just as long as you, you know, give him glory. And people have all these ideas. And I feel like I, um, through my life, I can say, I believe that God has created us for a purpose and that when we actually seek him and ask him, why are we here? Why are we created? What do you want me to be doing? That he delights in showing mm -hmm. us that. And his good and perfect will is good. And it may not be the bow and the cherry on top that we've asked for from him, but man, am, do I feel, do I feel full 
and confident at least in that. So that's a long, I mean, I don't know if that could be a bomb. That might be a truth artillery. It feels like a little bit more than just a bomb, but, but one thing I would want people to know from me would be that, and then to consider that for themselves. Right. Do they believe that and, um, and wrestle with it, wrestle That's with good. the Lord? Yeah. Last question. Okay. What advice would you give yourself from 10 years ago? So 10 years ago, I was 35 and I was real worried if I was going to get married and have kids. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always that magic 40 number for me. By the time I'm 40, by the time I'm 40, by the mm -hmm. time I'm 40, at 35 or 10 years ago, I think I would have, I would say to myself that God is good and he has a plan and it is trustworthy and just breathe, just take just a deep breathe. breath and keep going forward because that. your hope that he is, has good for you, it's real and he does. Thank you for being on the show. I'm cheering you wildly. I feel like God just has Thanks, so much friend. in store for you. I know there's a lot of huge things coming your way because I just know there's a lot of favor and blessing over your life. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me share a bit of this story. And I love you. Thank you, fun and frank. Hey, yeah. <laughs> This show is brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, CHM, and ICCI. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com. Hi, I'm Alita Reynolds, president of Women of Faith. First of all, I simply want to share that I believe God wants all of us to be walking victoriously with Him. I believe this because He's given us the living word, the Bible, as our guide to know what to do when we struggle in our lives. All of our resources here at Women of Faith are practical help based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. If you or someone you care about is battling one or more of these 100 topics we have available, we have what you need to not only offer hope, but the steps you need to move forward and for breaking free from what holds you captive. I want to give you a quick list of our resources, and you may want to utilize more than one of these to get the transformation you're really looking for in your life. First of all, we have our Women of Faith classes. Do you like to learn by watching videos instead of reading? Then our growing collection of classes are for you. We have a comprehensive video library that coaches and equips you to walk in victory in every area of your life. As a certified life coach, with some of my most trusted friends and experts. We share our own personal journeys of our own struggles, of the topic at hand, and know how we've been able to overcome them, plus we'll help you find the tools needed for yourself. Then we have our Women of Faith show with Alita Reynolds. This show is for you if you're inspired by hearing other people's stories of overcoming their struggles to live in victory. These inspiring conversations will encourage you to live the life you're created for. You'll hear stories from guests who are impacting the world in big and small ways every day. We also have our Women of Faith Keys for Living, books and eBooks. Now these keys are great for personal study or even small group studies. The Keys for Living books provide steps to solutions so that you'll discover God's wisdom and guidance in a simple format to walk in freedom and live in victory. 
Now, are you ready to start reading right now? <laughs> Go ahead and download a Key for Living ebook for a complete and comprehensive guide on your chosen topic. Or would you rather read, highlight, and write in your book? Then order a print book to be delivered right to your home. Another resource available is our downloadable quick study guides. They contain excerpts from our correlating Keys for Living book to offer an immediate overview and concise answers. If you simply need somewhere to start, then start with our Key to Hope. We want to help you right away with a free gift from us. I'm praying for you to find what you need based on biblical truths. We care about your transformation. Whatever you're facing, your life matters, and God wants you to live in victory. Today's a great day to begin.